Hey guys, welcome back to the Playmakers Podcast. Excited to be here with you guys once again. Sorry about the delay that we have not been able to post for a while, but we are officially relaunching and we are rebranding the Playmakers Podcast to make it better for everyone involved, but also a much more enjoyable and just clear experience for anyone who likes to listen and just to enjoy sports as well. Oh yeah, it'll be way more organized, way more fun because we're going to have some stuff that we'll introduce that we haven't done before. Um, Really cool things that we are super, super excited for, honestly. Um, So first off, like you said, we're rebranding, relaunching, same name, but different everything else. (laughs) basically we're basically improving on everything because at the end of the day yeah we needed to it, w- it was very much needed oh yeah and it's gonna be better we took a little break like a two and a half three month break mm-hmm. um but that's fine um so like i said we got a new logo we'll post that in this video here and that's a new thing we're not live anymore we're actually gonna make edited good versions <laughs> of the actual podcast instead of it just kind of being like we talk super quick hit live go and then just post that. It's going to be actual edited good stuff. Basically quality content is what we're Yeah, very, very improvement on the quality. That's the biggest thing. Um, and the new thing that we're also looking into is starting some new merch as well. We're going to have it like on t-shirts, maybe... I don't know, the water bottles look pretty cool. Water bottles, probably some hats, you know, just a little yeah, bit of everything Yeah, just in there. simple things that you would take maybe to like a game or something. Exactly. Yeah. You're not going too crazy here. So yeah, de- definitely uh, stay tuned for that because we're going to be having some giveaways eventually as yeah, well. Yeah, we're going to start off by giving away three t-shirts. Uh, we forgot to discuss how we're going to do that. You know, don't worry about that right now. Um, right now, we just want you guys to be able to... Maybe we'll make a TikTok and post it. Yeah. Because we're going to be everywhere. We're going to post this on YouTube. It's going to be shorts on TikTok, even shorts on YouTube probably exactly. too. Exactly. We're um, going to be a lot more active on all our social media channels. Oh, yeah, because we have all those platforms. We just haven't used them yet. Unfortunately. So, but now, yeah, we're turning the stone over. So, but We had the right intentions. We, had we the just right didn't exactly. do it. So from now on, guys... Anytime we do any kind of giveaways or anything special like that, it's all going to be posted on TikTok. We'll kind of give you the disclaimers, the rules on everything there as well, too. Yeah. Um, and then we'll, we'll kind of explain the process from there as well. The Obviously, the podcast channel here is mainly just for the content and the actual just talking about the sports themselves. Yeah. So, like, some things we're going to do. Obviously, we're hitting right to the – we're hitting the ground running right into sports season, heavily sports season now. We just kind of took a break when sports stopped. Because, I mean, there really was nothing going on. So, There's like, not a ton going on yet. No, so it's like there really wasn't much to talk about. But now we're going to have things that we'll find to talk about during those dry spells as well. Like, obviously, we'll have the regular stuff. Like, we'll talk about who's doing good, who's doing bad. Like, obviously, breaking news that happens during that week. Um, fun things like early predictions, controversial stuff that happens. But we're also going to do other things. Like the conspiracy stuff was always really fun to do. It was always very fun. Well, every maybe like every other week that's not the like a special episode we're gonna do like a little conspiracy corner. If there's a really cool movie that's coming out, we'll maybe talk about that too, just a little bit, you know, just little things. Um but that is another thing we're gonna have like special episodes. Like every other week now that football season is starting is gonna be a fantasy football episode. Exactly. And I need to get on it and buy myself a jersey because we're gonna you'll know when it's an actual fantasy football episode because we're gonna be wearing our favorite jerseys exactly. from our tours from a player that we like. Um and then we'll have bets where maybe we don't wear our favorite sports jerseys. Maybe maybe you'll catch Phil wearing a Carson Wentz jersey and you'll catch me wearing any Raiders jersey. Not something that we like, but it may end up happening. You, you I honestly 
besides this podcast, you wouldn't find me dead in a Carson Wentz jersey. Carson Wentz Commanders jersey. That's what. <sighs> Any Carson Wentz jersey, I think I would probably rather be burned alive. But that's Carson fine. Wentz North Dakota State jersey. <laughs> oh gosh, <laughs> going out. Well, that was before he was actual trash. So because he did make it to the NFL, he did. He did, and he was decent for like a year or two, and then he mm-hmm. just then he sucked, and everyone th- tried to hold on that he was good when he wasn't. Um, you know, and, you know, we'll do the same thing during basketball season. Maybe you'll yeah. catch Phil wearing a Chris Paul Wizards jersey. <laughs> no, I'd rather wear that than a Lakers jersey, though. What about a Michael Jordan jersey? Well, I like or, Michael Jordan. Oh, okay. That's that's just – it's. What about a Carl Malone jersey? No. <laughs> Sorry, I'm not wearing a Pedos jersey. Um, but anyways, so, yeah, we're going to try and keep, like, certain topics now to, like, 7 to 12 minutes – just kind of things we're just trying to keep things a little bit more organized so it's more enjoyable too so it's not all over the place because that can be kind of a train wreck to follow but like i was saying every other episode we post maybe we'll post more than once a week depending on the situation but every other episode we post will be a fantasy football podcast whenever there's like a draft coming up we'll do like a draft episode specifically for that and then if we miss anything we'll cover it that next week um it's gonna be a lot more organized than what it has been recently so it should be more enjoyable like we just were saying for literally everybody um and also making it easier for us (laughs) to do too it makes it easier as well um but yeah so that's kind of i don't know did i miss anything i think that's really it we're just really excited to start this rebrand all over again and be able to bring higher quality higher quality hopefully get this to take us somewhere where we can even keep improving on the quality maybe doing more stuff maybe turn this into like a sports marketing thing honestly that that's kind of maybe the goal right now oh 100 percent um because we want to have like a goal that we're going towards which you know is how it should be but like i said it's more organized more i know it doesn't seem like it right now but we're just kind of going over all the new things that we're going to be exactly talking about so normally how we're going to start this off with is maybe a couple of sports facts that are random once we get more into it we'll actually have people sending questions that are Sports related, maybe not, and we'll start off with that kind of exactly. a thing. But for right now, first we're going to start off with a couple of sports facts, and then I've got a really, really stupid, not funny joke. So i got a couple of football fun facts for you here. Number one, out of 32 teams in the NFL, only one franchise has never had a quarterback pass for at least 4,000 yards in a season. Oh, yeah? Can you tell me which franchise that is? Wait, repeat that. Out of 32 NFL franchises... All but one NFL franchise have had a quarterback pass for at least 4,000 yards in a single season. Except for the one. What franchise has not had a quarterback pass for 4,000 yards in a season? Is it, is it the Jets? It's not the Jets. Joe Namath did it. Oh, that's right. Duh, I forget he was there. Um, is it the Browns? It's not the Browns. Deshaun, or not Deshaun Watson, sorry. Um, I can't remember who it was. I think it might have been Bernard Kozar. But point is, it's not the Browns. Who is it? It's the Chicago Bears. The Bears are the only <sighs> franchise. Duh, that, that would have actually honestly been my next yep. guess because, like, what, their best quarterback recently at least has been Jay Cutler? Jay Cutler. They had – yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, that's about it. They had Jay Cutler. They um, yeah, Justin they Fields the, has the potential. He has but the potential, but he needs a lot of help before he gets anywhere near there. Yeah. Got two other fun facts for you here. Okay. Number one. There are six NFL franchises that currently do not have a cheerleader squad. Six of them? Six NFL franchises. Well, we know it's not the Cowboys. It's not the Cowboys because <laughs> everyone knows about the Cowboys. Can you name me any of those franchises? Um, I want not the 49ers. Is that one? Not the Niners. 
I honestly don't know. I'm trying to think just of like the Bengals. Not the Bengals. I know the Bills do, right? Or do they not? Is the Bills one of them? The Bills are one of the six. Wow, maybe I should go completely against my gut then yeah. <laughs> on what I think. Um, gosh, I don't know. Give you a hint. One of them has also never had a 4,000-yard passer. Oh, my gosh, dude. The so, Bears. Yeah, the Bears. Really, though? The Bears do not have cheerleaders. One of their rivals. In fact, the biggest rivalry. Green Bay? Have, Green Bay has none. How about Minnesota? Minnesota does. Uh, Baltimore? Baltimore does. One Colts? of these te- No, the Colts do. Yeah, the Colts do. One of these teams barely has any fans. Chargers? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> um, One of these shares a city or basically a fan base with another. New York? Which franchise? The Jets? The Giants. Oh, the Giants. The Giants do not have cheerleaders. And then it last does. but not least... One of the oldest and most successful franchises in the NFL. The Patriots? Nope. Uh, I was like the most first thing that came to mind. The Chiefs? They dominated the 70s. Oh, the 70s? Pittsburgh? Pittsburgh. Those six Hmm. teams do not have cheerleaders. Oh, wow. And and one more fun fact. This is just a fun fact about Pittsburgh, by the way. Poor poor guys. Pittsburgh has three professional sports teams. You have the Steelers, the Pirates, and the the Penguins. Penguins, yeah. Do you know what they all have in common? What? Their colors. Oh, yeah. They're all black and gold. Cool. Yeah. So, as a Pittsburgh fan, it makes it very easy. If you're repping black and gold, you're repping all three of your teams. Well, that's kind of interesting. Um, No. um, Awesome. So, I have a really, 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 really stupid joke. It's not even funny. I'll put more effort into it next week. Like, I'll think about it through the whole week. Um, gosh, it's so dumb. I don't even know if I want to say it because it's like it. seriously so stupid. Okay, so what is the what kind of tea is the hardest to swallow? Tea? Mm-hmm. Time? Reality. That's so dumb. <laughs> I know. I, I told you it was stupid. I know. I was like scared, dude. I was scared to tell you it because I didn't really think it was gonna be that good. Um. Okay, so we're just gonna kind of go right into it and just go into some. Just let's. I don't know what breaking news should we talk about because it's... So there's a couple of things that have been going on here. Let's go ahead and just kind of go over some of the NFL news since that's what we've been yeah. on. So just for those of you who may have missed, let's start with Jonathan Taylor here. Yeah. So last, earlier this week, Jonathan Taylor, it came out that he was demanding a trade from the Annapolis Colts because, number one, the owner said he was not going to give Jonathan Taylor the contract that he wanted. Now, Jonathan Taylor was coming off of a down year mainly due to injury. Yeah, and then did you see what the owner spent a bunch of money on? Yep, he is taking. Was it a whale or an orca? Yes. One. It, it's basically an orca, an whale, orca whale. Same thing. Yeah, yeah. He's taking an orca whale and flying it. Basically, what, is it back to Miami? No, it's from Miami to the Pacific Northwest. Oh, to the Pacific Northwest. He's basically flying him home, and he's dropping like twenty million on it or something like that. Which save the whales. I was gonna say, how do you like? That's kind of controversial because, yeah. like, you can't be like mad at that because it's like that's actually a good thing to do. Mm-hmm. But you're also because technically he's an employee. Yep. When you think about it, Jonathan Taylor is an employee. He like the owner pays him. I don't know. I don't know. I think I'm just gonna leave it at that because I don't really know what yeah. to say to not sound like a jerk. But like, anyways. So now we will say this. 
Running backs are the group that are being screwed the most right now in the NFL in terms of payment and just. In you think terms that's because of Zeke? Zeke might be part of the issue because he dropped so hard after he got paid. But the other thing you have to consider is too, most um, NFL franchises that have won the Super Bowl within the last decade, I think the highest paid running back was earning like two point some million. It's true. Okay, it's a trend in Super Bowl winners. Okay, this last year it was Isaiah Pacheco who was the starting running back. Yeah. For the Chiefs. Which he wasn't when the season started. He wasn't, exactly. Year before and he that, was drafted so late, too. He wasn't like a top draft pick or anything. Mm-hmm. And the year before That's that rough. was when the Rams won. They didn't really have that great of a rushing attack. They had Daryl Henderson. And Cam Akers. And Cam Akers was like hurt most of the year. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, was, he, yeah. yeah, he had torn his ACL, I think is what it was. So it was mainly Yikes. just... Yeah, so... And then Yikes. you go the year before that. You have Tampa Bay, and they had Leonard Fournette on a one-year contract. Yeah, and then you kind of got to look at the flip side, though. Look at what Saquon Barkley did for the Giants. See, that's because you know too. if Saquon Barkley was not on that team, the Giants maybe would have won two games, three games, maybe. I honestly don't know that they would have won more than three games. And Saquon made Daniel Jones look so good; he got him forty mil a year. A year. Yeah, Daniel Jones, dude. I, I mean, he is probably close to the most overrated player. He's up there. He's. I don't know if I would say he is the most overrated player. But he's up there. But he's very close. Um, and then what else is going on? A um, couple other things here just with the running back market. I think we talked about this here. But do you know who the highest paid running back is going to be or who's going to have the highest cap hit next year in terms of running backs? I actually don't know. Bijan Robinson. Oh, that's right. Bijan Robinson. And he hasn't even played yet. He has yet to play a snap, even in the preseason. That's he true. Will be the, he will be the running back with the highest cap hit next year in the NFL. Okay? That is insane. In wow. terms that is kind of crazy. Okay? That, this is also a league yet. that includes Derrick Henry, Nick Chubb, Tony Pollard, Josh Jacobs, Aaron, um, Christian, McCaffrey. Aaron Jones, Christian McCaffrey, Austin Eckler, Joe Mixon, Saquon Barkley. Barkley held out for an extra 900000 which I'm not going to downplay. I know. For I, us, that's like so much that's money. So, but for like a contract in the NFL or yeah, professional sports... I, it seemed kind of weird. Sports really distort your view on money. Can I just say that? Oh, they do. They it's, do. Because, yeah, at first I was like, you only hold out for like 900000 Okay, but if I had 900000 If someone offers me an extra 900 case, I, I know. So. Like, yeah, I'll hold out for another How high do you want me to jump? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, that's kind of crazy because he literally hasn't even played it down yet in the NFL. Like you said, preseason or not. Like, yeah. Um, also... <laughs> Preseason actually training camps have been kind of interesting to see too. Um, do you see George Pickens made in another like incredible crazy catch. catch? But everyone's like, oh, well, you like it was pass interference. It, it, it was for both sides. Like honestly, yeah, yeah. It, it, that's another thing we need to talk. That's another thing that has actually come about because my mind totally just did a huge jump from it. But it reminded me of how they used to challenge pass interference plays. Yep. Now they're going to start challenging. Was it roughing the passer? Roughing the passer, which. I feel like it's going to go the exact same way. But I feel like it's easy. There's going to be some really I, obvious ones that are not overturned. It's kind of like... I can almost understand how it would be harder to overturn a pass interference one. But like they put that in place for the obvious ones because of that Saints and New Orleans game. Ooh, or yeah. Saints and Rams game. Saints and Rams. Um, so I feel like it should be easier to do, though, with a roughing the passer. Because if it, unless he's like... Because if he gets hit in the head, mm-hmm. that's going to be an automatic, right? Like, yeah. But, like, 
I just remember those plays where like Clay Matthews would just get called for the crappiest mm-hmm. like stuff and like I don't know that's kind of something that's interesting to me. It'll be a, it's, it's very close to the NBA is going to start calling technicals for flopping. I am so int- we'll get to that in a sec, but that is something that is going to be very interesting to watch, especially as NBA preseason rolls around too. Because as far as I know, I think they called it twice. In the summer, we league. saw the first one. We saw the first one, and you should, that, might, that was not the greatest call. And that one actually was not the guy flopping. called for it. May or may not had a, a, a like. I think he did exaggerate it, but he did get hit. He did get hit. So I mean, it's it's those players like Embiid and Harden, and like occasionally now Marcus Smart. Like it's I don't know. Like Embiid wouldn't have been MVP if they had that rule in place. <laughs> Oh jeez, yeah. He uh... <laughs> just gonna throw that out there. Embiid would not have been in there. He would not have been in that at all. Um, but yeah, just uh, kind of getting away. Just new stuff that's been happening over the summer that I can think of. Um, <clears throat> I don't know what else kind of big stuff that you can think of that happened over the summer. A couple other things um, in terms of NFL wise. So we're gonna be looking just at a couple of uh, training camp battles in terms of who who may or may not be starting. Um, first of all, I'm looking at Carolina for the quarterbacks. We got Bryce Young, the rookie, number one overall pick. He's going up against the Red Rifle, Andy Dalton. That's that's not a battle. He's gonna well, be. You don't draft the number one pick and not play him. I, you don't know. No, he's not gonna. Andy Dalton is not. The only reason why Andy Dalton would start over him is if like he was hurt. Okay, let's consider another one then. How about Davis Mills and C.J. Stroud? Still, I think. I, I still, uh, don't get me wrong. I would take Stroud twenty four seven. You know, however. Many I'm looking make, more at places like maybe Washington or like Tampa Bay. Okay, so Tampa Bay, you got Baker and Kyle Trask. In Washington, you got Sam Howell and I can't remember his name now either. Is it Heineke? No, no, Heineke went where? I don't know. I don't even know. If Heineke? He's... No, he signed somewhere. I don't remember where. But hold up, I gotta look this up now. Taylor Heineke, apologies. I don't know where you are now, but no, but yeah, just the roster for the Bucks. It's... Oh, he's with the Falcons. Yeah. So, the Falcons? No, but no, but who's the other guy in Tampa? Tampa? You mean in Washington? Washington, yeah. Hold up, I'm gonna pull this up. Washington Commanders QBs. Jacoby Brissett? Because right now I'm just seeing Sam Howell, Brissett, and Jake Fromm. Hmm. But yeah, it's yeah, it, it's interesting because it's you know. Those are kind of more. Mm-hmm. I'm looking more specifically like Tampa is what like ranged in my head. Like, yeah. like yeah, it says right now Sam Howell and Jacoby Brissett are fighting for the starting job. So yeah, so it's maybe you're just thinking of last year when it was Howell, Carson Wentz, and Taylor Heineke. Yeah, where it was like all three of them, mm-hmm. and yeah, and the freaking Ron Rivera didn't know that if they had won that game, they would have been in the playoffs. Exactly. Literally, the whole NFC East would have been in the playoffs. Yeah, and honestly, that it's huge if we're being honest. But there, there's, inter- I don't know if there's a ton of NFL. Oh wait, wow, we just totally missed the big one today, Alvin Kamara. <laughs> oh yeah, he's only been suspended three games for a fight he had last year in the Pro Bowl, right? It was the Pro Bowl during the Pro Bowl week, and it yeah. wasn't last year; it was the year before. Because he, there was talk of him being suspended last year, but it didn't yep. happen. So this was two years ago. That's kind of crazy how that lingers. Um, but it's only three games. Which, 
I, I, I mean, talk- that's a lot shorter than I thought it was going to be. We talked about this. Calvin Ridley gambles on himself to win, mind you. He's not even... <sighs> yeah, he wasn't, like, trying to tamper the game or anything. Like, he literally was betting on himself to win. And he gets suspended a whole year. Alvin Kamara beats a man up, and he gets three, three games. games. I mean, the dude's alive. He's fine. It's fine. He's alive. It's fine. Let's not worry about it. So, I mean... I, Another interesting thing too, actually, I'll mention it here because we're still we're still on football. Um, but in terms of football, we did just have the Hall of Fame game last night. Mm-hmm. Preseason officially restarted last night, so we're gonna have preseason starting back up next week as well too. And honestly, I'm just excited to have football Dude, back. No, yeah, sports is now every week until June. Every week, there's gonna be something going on until June. Yep, it's so awesome. <laughs> um, okay, so. I'm trying to think. I don't think we're missing anything else. I, I mean, we probably so. probably are, honestly. Yeah, but, more than likely we are. But um, but no, let's move on. Just strictly now to the NFL, like free agents and people who haven't been signed or um, so that are still out ones, there. Yeah. Number one, obviously, Dalvin Cook. He's probably the biggest one right now, He's honestly. Easily the biggest one right now. A couple teams that are still probably looking at him. I would say Buffalo. Number one is still probably on his list. You have the Jets, another team, because Brees Hall is still going to be out to start the season. Mm-hmm. So that's another team that's going to be looking at it. I would say this team's a sleeper pick. I, I, I swear to cow, I do not want him to go there. But if if Dalvin Cook really wants a ring, I can see him going here, Kansas City. Oh, gosh. You team him up with Pacheco on a one-year vet minimum? I mean, come on. Yeah, I don't even know why the Vikings don't want Dalvin Cook. He Well, because his contract was massive, that's why. It was just a massive contract, and Cook didn't want to take a pay cut. Oh, makes yeah. sense. So, again, it, running backs are kind of the group, position group right now that are getting kind of screwed over the most. So, at the end of the day, Dalvin Cook's obviously the biggest one out there. A couple other ones that still haven't been signed. Zeke Elliott. Looks like he's training towards the Patriots, but nothing's really confirmed there. Right. Um, I think we looked at Teddy Bridgewater. He was still one. Justin Houston. A couple of guys. I wouldn't say anyone super specific. Or at least any big... I would say Dalvin Cook's obviously just the biggest name out there. The biggest domino left to go. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, honestly, NFL-wise, I'm just... I, the, the biggest thing that people are going to have to keep an eye out over these next couple of weeks is the position battles. Because here's, here's the one thing that's not talked about enough, um, especially during NFL preseason. So going into summer camp, OTAs and whatnot, they're allowed to have up to 90 people on their roster. Yeah. I think by the end of week two of the preseason, they have to cut it down to 75. So they cut each team has to cut 15 people. Right. By the end of week three, they have to cut it down to, I think it's 58 or something like that. Anyways, maybe a little bit less than that. But the point is, they go from 90 to 53 in like the span of a month. Yeah. That's so we're talking about 37 people half. cut from each team. Yeah, it's like 40%. You're just gone. Yeah, just completely gone like that because at the end of the day, they just either can't afford it, but also it's just a lot of restrictions on how big the actual rosters are for each team. Yeah, because, I mean, yeah, you got to pay all of them. And, yeah, especially if you got a good quarterback. <laughs> good luck getting paid. <laughs> yeah, yeah, good luck. But Mahomes proves you can pay a quarterback a lot of money and it will still work. Yeah, well, some of them know how to work the salary cap pretty well. So it's all about backloading the contract, right? There you go. Um, dealing with that when it gets there. Yeah, but I guess there's not like as many as I thought there was gonna be for mm-hmm. for ages. I mean, Jadavion Clowney's still one. Oh, I forgot about Clowney. Um, Anthony Barr is kind of crazy that he hasn't been passed. I mean, Justin Houston, I can understand because he's yeah. old. Um, let's think. <laughs> Obviously, Carson Wentz. <laughs> 
I doubt he'll get signed. I was going to say he may never play in the NFL again. Yeah, that's okay. Um, let's see. I can't think of any off the top of my head. I don't think so either. I'm just I'm very interested to see a lot of these rookies, rookie quarterbacks, especially during the preseason. Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud, Anthony Richardson. I'm extre- probably the quarterback situation I'm most interested in though is Tennessee because that's true. They're Ryan kind Tannehill. of like that's another one that could be a battle position, but yeah. and eh. I'm I'm gonna spotlight this this specific quarterback battle because you have Ryan Tannehill who was on the back end of a four year hundred forty million dollar contract, right? You have the third round pick last year, Malik Willis, who, to put it lightly, he was not good in, Bro, his, in I, his games last it year. It looks like he was a good scrambler, but yeah. that's kind of it. Like mm, and he should have been what Lamar was saying. Like people and then were saying you had about Lamar. Presumptuous first round pick Will Levis fall to them in like the third pick of the second round. Yeah. Here's the thing. Reports out of camp have been saying that Malik Willis has been outperforming Will Levis, even though Will Levis is still technically in the driver's seat to be the backup to Ryan Tannehill. Now, how long is Tannehill going to have that job? I don't know. Also, I can't believe are, he's still there. Are any of them building any chemistry with D-Hop? That's my question, too. Because D-Hop is going to be huge for them. I, I don't think... The problem I can, is... I know D-Hop is coming off... I don't even want to say it's a down year. Because when he came back, he was still doing really well. The, the Yeah. It's just Tennessee, dude. Tennessee is a place where receivers go to die, yes. But I think D-Hop's going to buck that trend. I don't know. I don't really see him being that much crazier than, like, you know, I don't know. Julio Jones. Julio Jones. Jeez. Yeah. Wow. That hit, that went downhill so fast. Yeah, it did. So, and he was still great, but it's just, I don't know. It's Tannehill, man. Right now, it's Tannehill. That's not, ugh, I can't, he's not good. I'm going to say it right now. If Tannehill starts the season, I think he gets benched by week four. And I think... I think Malik Willis is going to get a crack over Will Levis to start again. Even though, at one point, there was reports that Malik Willis may actually end up getting cut. So, you know, potato, potato. Yeah, I mean, you never know what's going to happen. I mean, it's kind of crazy because it's... I feel like it literally could go either way. Um, I just don't see Tannehill finishing out the season, though. Oh, no. Not as a starter. I mean, if he gets hurt, he's literally done. Like... For maybe ever, yeah. For um, sure. but no. So let's just kind of move on, because um, I can't really think of anything else to, that's like news were like you know related. Mm-hmm. But um, so let's move on to um, best and worst teams so far that we think are going to be in the end. Like basically predictions of who's going to be the best and who's going to be the worst. It's so like way kind of like too early predictions type type of thing. Way too early predictions right now. I mean, I, I hate to root against them because I know how good they are, and as much as I dislike them, I have to respect them because they're so good. I still think Kansas City's top of the pyramid right now. Mm-hmm. You have Kelsey, you have Mahomes, you have a solid O line, you have a great head coach. Yeah, and I mean, you have it all. Um, so I mean, I have to put the Chiefs right now as the best team until until proven otherwise. I hate to say it, I do, but. Cool. They have 15 straight wins against my Broncos. What else can I say? All right. Now I'll say my best. I think it's going to be the Bengals because okay. they're right up there with the Chiefs. It's like, it's, it's going to be a Burrow and Mahomes battle for probably the next five to six years. Like, honestly, mm-hmm. it should be. I hope it is because that's super exciting to watch. They're both super good. It's either them, one of them going to the Super Bowl. Like, it's, it's too bad you can't watch them in the Super Bowl yep. because that would be so insane. Um, Eagles are probably another – 
Dark Horse for being the best team because they just improved their defense insanely. Yep. By just getting Georgia's team, they're like basically went into their locker room like if you play defense, just come with us. Like literally is what mm-hmm. they did. Um, but I got to say the Bengals because Joe Burrow literally has something wrong with him where he is unable to feel pressure. I literally think there's something wrong with his brain where he just yep. he just doesn't feel it. Um, Jamar Chase is just only getting better. T. Higgins is still there. Tyler Boyd is still there. Joe Mixon is not throwing any fits about his contract. He actually restructured it to make it easier to stay. Um, Their defense is still – the only thing that might be a little bit, though, that's kind of like – they did lose a couple of people on their defense. Mm -hmm. Like Jesse Bates isn't there anymore. Eli Apple's now with Miami. Um, That's so funny. Eli Apple and Tyreek Hill on the same team. Yeah, um, but I still think it's going to be the Bengals just because their offense is so good. Joe Burrow literally – maybe it was just that first season of him just getting like literally every other play he was on the ground. <laughs> like so yeah. he just – he's like it's just so nice to him if it doesn't happen. It's oh, like yeah. a privilege. It's like something that he does not take for granted. Yeah. Um, he's just learned to deal with it. Um, but, yeah, that's who I think is going to be the best this year is the Bengals. I think the 49ers are still up there, too. Niners are going to be up there, but their quarterback situation is a little interesting right now because I'm not sure how Purdy's going to be. Trey Lance is Trey not Lance has great. never given a chance, really, though, to, honestly, because, like, he got hurt, like, what, his second or third game yeah. <laughs> of the season? Give me Sam Darnold because don't forget, he's on that roster. Yikes, I'd still put Brock Purdy or Trey Lance over Sam Darnold. I don't know. If anyone can work miracles with a random quarterback, it's going to be Sam or um, Kyle True, Shanahan. but I still think – but they also did prove you can't just throw anybody in there. I mean, he pretty much was close to a nobody, <laughs> whoever, whoever they put in. Yeah. I can't even remember who it, it was. was. Um, Johnson something? Josh like, Johnson. Yeah. He was a um, for the Broncos. That's the only reason I remember But him. Brock Purdy and – Trey Lance, I'd still say, are better than mm-hmm. Sam Darnold. So if you have a chance to throw one of those two in instead, oh, Sam Darnold yeah. is still going to be like the Hail Mary of quarterbacks for that roster. Because yeah. um, Christian McCaffrey, I mean, I'd almost put Christian McCaffrey in there right alongside Sam Darnold, honestly, yeah. at this point. Um, but yeah, now who do you think is going to be the worst? This one might be the easiest question you've ever asked me. I'm going to ask you one question Who is going to start week one for the Arizona Cardinals? That's a good question. That's a good question. I have no idea. I can tell you who I think it's going to be only because I've actually looked at this roster. Who is it? Colt McCoy. Now, can you name me five players on the on the Cardinals roster? Yikes. Besides Colt McCoy, since I gave you that one. Randall Moore. Okay. Um. Oh my gosh, I'm forgetting the James Conner. Okay. Um. Is Isabella still there? No. Oh. <laughs> Oh, that's a good. That's um, that's a good point, actually, because I don't know right off the top of my head. I guess if you're a Cardinals fan, you know. But if you're a Cardinals that, fan, but I'm talking about a general NFL fan here. The Cardinals are going to be the worst team in the NFL, and they are going to be in one of the most interesting positions at the end of the season, in my opinion. Because not only are they going to be the worst team, they're going to have the number one overall pick, and we all know who the number one overall pick is going to be, barring an act of God, Caleb Williams. It's true. They've got Kyler Murray. You have Ky- that's the thing. He's just he's just he's hurt. hurt. But Caleb Williams, I th- I think he's like six three six four compared to five ten for Kyler. He's just as athletic. He's a bigger body. He's more of a prototypical quarterback. Yeah, I just don't think they would take him though because you can't. Well, he's really. I don't know. Even remember the Cardinals did this before. 
They had Josh Rosen, ended up taking Kyler Murray the very next draft. Yeah, but Josh Rosen didn't show as much promise as um, what's going on with you. Oh, it's low battery, but it's still recording. I think. Okay. I mean, yeah, it's still recording. You can hit close because remember we can, are editing everything. So you wanna, if you want to, I'm just gonna leave it for now. It's fine because it's still, it's still recording. The timer's going on at the top. Are you sure? I can see it. It's fine. Because it's not moving though. The like the picture of us isn't moving. Okay, there we go. Because, anyways, anyways. So yeah, that's. I didn't even think about the Cardinals when I was thinking about this. Yeah, but Cardinals are going to be the worst team in the NFL, in my opinion. Yeah, they did just lose D Hop. They, they do. I forget. They do have Marquise Brown. They just don't have someone to get it to him. Exactly. <laughs> like, and I think Marquise Brown is actually kind of hurt too. He's very injury prone. Yeah, that's true. Um, but we'll we'll see. I I put the Bucks. Because have you seen have you seen footage of Baker Mayfield? I have not seen a ton of footage. It's bad. It's like memes right now. It's like Baker Mayfield in midseason form and he's like not even getting it to the receiver. I mean, I don't know. Their best player is going to be was it Todd White is the running back? Not Rashad, Rashad White? White. No, they still have a lot of good pieces. Like for example, they this- well they have they have Mike Evans and they have Chris Godwin. Chris Godwin is injury prone. Mike Evans honestly is kind of too, but they don't. It's kind of the same situation. Like Marquise Brown could be an insane receiver, but you have to get it to him. I mean, you also still have Tristan Wirfs on your O line as well too. Their defense is solid. I'm not going to say it's great, but it's still very solid. Carlton Davis. LeBron yeah, Davis. but also you know who had an insane defense, but was crap last year. The Broncos. Don't remind me. <laughs> like, don't, don't remind me. If your offense is bad enough, it makes it a good defense. Doesn't matter. Oh, I know. I think it, I, if I remember the stat correctly, I think if we averaged 18 points a game, we would have finished like 11 and five or something like that. Yeah. So, but nope, we couldn't even do that. I think that's going to be similar with the Bucks, but the Bucks don't have near as good a defense as the Broncos do. At least as good as what they did last year. So I think, it, honestly, I think we're both on the right track. I think because I think the Texans are going to be way better this year. I don't think they're going to be like playoff worthy. I'm thinking three or four wins. I might be, dude. I think it might be more because they did get um, what's his name, that coach who was the defensive coordinator oh, for the Ryan's. He is insane. Um, I think I think Houston is going to be a lot better than what people give him credit for. I still don't think they're going to be playoff worthy though. Um, oh, no. But I think at the bottom is going to be probably the Cardinals at the very bottom, and then. Tampa is going to be right there. Cardinals and Tampa are going to be fighting for pretty low positioning. They're going to be fighting for that number one pick. <laughs> I mean, the Bucks definitely need it more. I'll tell you that. They, right now. they do. They, they definitely do. Um, but you know who might also be a really bad team too, and do not be surprised if they trade some of their best players to get picks back. Hmm. The Rams. <laughs> Dude, the the poor Rams. They literally, I mean, they did it. They, they went all it. in for the Super Bowl, and now they're paying they, for and it. And now they don't have, like, a first-round pick until, like, 2027 or the something. The winner goes the spoil. Like, yeah. that's, they're, they're there now. They they got what they needed. Now they're. They got their, they got their Lombardi. Like, at the end did, of the day, they, they got their Lombardi. They did. They did. They did. Um, now, let's talk about some early predictions playoff-wise. Like, who's going to make it and who's going to miss? Besides. Let's start with division winners. All right. Let's go NFC North. So we're going to be looking at the Lions, the Packers, the Bears, and the Vikings. 
Ooh, that's actually going to be it's arguably gonna, the most interesting. It's going to be a very interesting division, but I'm going to say the Vikings because I think they're a good regular season team. Jay Jettis is going to have another great season. Kirk Cousins is going to have another great regular season. Um, they also have Jordan Addison that they picked up in the first round out of USC. He was the Boletnikoff winner, not last year, but the year before that at Pittsburgh. Solid wide receiver as well. Um, so I, I'm expecting the Vikings to take, um, what's it called? Or expecting them to take the first place in the NFC. Or they also have TJ Hawkinson. I forgot about. Um, so offensively, I think they're going to be they're going to be on fire. I think they're going to win the division at like 13 and four or something like that. After that, I think it's going to get a little bit more interesting. Or I guess let's go with your your prediction. Who's going to win the NFC North? I think the Lions. I think the Lions just got they were they were on a really hot streak. And they just got better in the offseason. They did not really lose anybody. They still have Aiden Hutchinson. They still have great defensive line altogether. The, the only thing that kind of gives me pause about the Lions is Jared Goff. I would take Kirk Cousins over Jared Goff. I don't know. Jared Goff still did pretty good last year. He's got Amon Ra, who's only getting better. Jamison Williams, once he comes back from his suspension from gambling after six weeks... They just signed a new rookie in running back who has very good promise, and they've got um, David Montgomery. David Montgomery there still, or now they have David Montgomery. That defense is solid. Is very solid. I don't know. I like the Lions a lot. I think it's going to be the Lions, then Minnesota, Green Bay, and then unfortunately the Bears. Yeah, I still think the Packers are bottom of the NFC North. I don't think that's going to change very much. Like the Bears are going to be at the very bottom. Packers, I think it depends on how Jordan Love does, but. Because they still do have um, Aaron Jones, and they still have A.J. Dillon, which who are kind of low-key carry similar they're, they're to what... They're a very good running back. Duo. I think they're going to be similar to what Saquon did for the Giants. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of help carry a little bit, and that defense is still really good. Derwin James is still there. Not Derwin James. Um, Jair Alexander. Jair Alexander. Um, so it's going to be interesting, but I do think it's going to be fighting for that bottom seed with the Bears. Because um, I do think Minnesota does have the promise to be the top, but I think it's still gonna. I think it's gonna be Detroit who wins that division. Yeah, I can see it. I can see it. Let's hop on over to the NFC East, arguably the most competitive NFC division. We have the Eagles, the Boys, the Commanders, and the Giants. I don't like. Literally a few years ago, they were literally the worst division. They were the in worst football division of football. Ever. Now they almost all four teams made the playoffs in the same year. So Eagles are taking it. I I agree. I think the Eagles are gonna take it. I don't know about comfortably. I think the Cowboys are going to push them, but I think in the end, the Eagles are going to win at like 14-3. and three. Yeah, I really don't know how this order is going to go. Because Washington honestly should be good. They should. If they have a decent quarterback, is Chase Young still there? <laughs> yes, they have a, they ha- they like have even, a disgusting defensive line. Yeah, if, they're got, if they're healthy. Yeah, you got they've Chase got, Young. They also have great offensive weapons. Yeah, Scary Terry, John Dotson. Logan Thomas when he's healthy. Curtis Samuel, who yeah. went off for like the first three weeks of fantasy and then disappeared. Yeah. Um, I don't know, man. I think the Giants are as good as Saquon is. I just I just Danny Dimes is not it. That I, I agree. I don't think the Giants are gonna I think they'll still finish third. I still think they finish above the Commanders because I think the Commanders are going to have Denver-like issues. I, yeah, I think they're going to be very similar. Like they're going to be their their records are going to be very similar. I think. Um, 
Oh my gosh, that's going to be rough to watch. Let's do the NFC South now. This is arguably going to be the worst division in football. That's a lie. It's going to be the worst division in football. You know what I could see happening though? I could see Dallas missing the count, missing the playoffs. I could see it because they just got worse. Like everyone's like, "Oh, there's, there's this is it." It's like, why? <laughs> like, why? I don't think they will. I think they might choke in the playoffs, but I think they'll at least make it. I I want them to make the playoffs just so I can see them lose in the playoffs. Literally, that's the only reason why I want to see them in the playoffs is so I can see what new way they're going to put together to lose in the playoffs. I love it. Because that last play last year was... That Zeke play, was, that was not it. Gosh dang it, dude. I loved it so much, though. It was yeah, so it was, great. Like It was such a, pack, it was such a Cowboys thing to it do. It was the only time I felt bad for Zeke. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Poor guy, honestly. Like, I mean, he did kind of rob the Cowboys. Yeah, but I don't <laughs> But care. at the same time, that's why I'm like, you kind of deserved just it. They left him out to dry there. I know. <laughs> Gosh dang it, dude. That's so rough. Um, So the NFC South, going to be the worst division in football next year. I was year. just going to say the this will be the new NFC East. In that division is Derek Carr. Derek Carr, Baker Mayfield, Bryce Young, who's a rookie who's unproven at the moment. And the Falcons, I think, are starting Desmond Ritter. That's another team I was thinking of who can has a count. Uh, the only reason but, I think that the Falcons will not be the worst, they did get a lot better on the defensive side. And if Bijan Robinson lives up to the hype. I was going to say, well, even if he doesn't, they still have Tyler Algier, who was a 1,000-yard rusher last yeah, year. They true. have Drake London. They have Kyle Pitts. Who if they decide they to, to actually him. use him as he should, yeah. Falcons honestly should be the best in the division. I don't think they will. I think it's going to be Carolina. Or actually, no, that's a lie. I think it's, it's going to be the Saints because their defense is the best out of all of them. And I'm not saying Derek Carr is great. He's average, but he's got Chris Olave. He's got Chris Olave. He's got Michael the remains Thomas. Of, is Michael there. Thomas, if he's healthy. They have, yeah, they, yeah, we'll see. They have the remains of Jimmy Graham. Jimmy Graham. They've got Jamal Williams, who Jamal literally Williams. broke the touchdown record yeah. last year. Alvin Kamara after three weeks. Those two as a duo running back, Solid. that's going to be pretty insane. Kamara in the pass game especially. Oof. Yeah. Jamal Williams on that goal line or short distance. Yeah. Um, the Bucks, I think, are going to be the last place in there. I don't think so. I'm still going to give it to the Falcons last place here. I think Desmond Ritter is not it. Um, Taylor Heineke, I don't think, is going to be that great either if they have to bring him in. I I do think they're going to miss it on Caleb Williams, though. I don't see them making it for Caleb Williams because I think Bijan and Algier are going to be just good enough to be like, yeah, no. I could see the Falcons being better than the Bucks and maybe even the. Look, I don't know, like the Panthers. I don't know. They could be good because Miles Sanders just went there, and he's really good. Um, oh, you can't. Better not go back there. She's going to try. Uh, um. Coconut, no. Yeah, so look, I, I think the Panthers are probably the biggest wild card here because they have a rookie quarterback, brand new running back that they just brought in, obviously a new head coach as well. Mm-hmm. Like It's a franchise that is completely made over. Um, they got rid of their best wide receiver because they wanted to get Bryce Young. That's true. They did give up DJ Moore. So, I mean, I think their wide receiver one right now is probably Adam Thielen. Yikes! He's more of a slot guy. Yikes! I literally gonna think it's be gonna be between Carolina and Tampa that are at the bottom of that. I think Falcons are good enough to hang on to 
be, but I still think yeah, the Saints is probably going to be the best bet because Chris Olave is is really good, great offensive weapons. Honestly, when you think about it, Derek Carr I think is overhated. Mm-hmm. Honestly, he's not great. <laughs> like obviously, he's not even a top ten quarterback. Yeah, but he's definitely overhated. Yeah. So I know we said we wanted to keep these episodes a little bit shorter. We're coming up on forty five minutes. So here's what I think. No, yeah, I only have a couple more topics. We're covering. I'm been keeping times with it. So. So here's I think what we could do. Let's finish the NFC bracket side, and then next week we can go over the AFC. Yeah. So we have more time to go in depth there. Yeah. So let's look at potential wild cards for the NFC here. I think the boys are going to get one of the wild cards. They should. They, They should. That's true. They should. Now whether they will, that's a whole different thing. Give me the boys with the five C. I think Detroit is going to get the sixth seed. The seventh seed, I think, is going to be between them Giants and the Packers. Yeah, probably. I'm going to give it to the Giants, though. Because I think Barkley is going to be just enough. If he stays healthy. Exactly. And I do think Brian Dable is going to get a little bit more out of Daniel Jones to make it just that more interesting. So, in order, here's how I think the NFC is going to shake out. Give me the Eagles with the one seed. Give me the Vikings with the two seed. Um, NFC West, give me the Niners with the three seed. I think the Niners are going to struggle a little bit at the beginning of the season just because they their quarterback situation is not going to be figured out just yet. Yeah, and also they don't have the same defensive coordinator, mm-hmm. so that might yes. might be a little bit off. I did also year. forget to mention the Seahawks potentially for the seventh seed, but I don't think they're going to do it. I firmly believe Geno Smith was a one just had one of those years. We'll see. We'll see. I but I do strongly believe that. So. Give me the Giants with the seven seed, and then the six seed is going to be the Lions. Five seed was them boys. Four seed is going to be the, whoever the winner of the NFC South is, who I think is going to be the Saints. Mm-hmm. Three seed, the Niner. Two seed, give me the Vikings. And the one seed, give me the Philadelphia Eagles. Cool. All right. So now moving on, um, we're – blah, blah, blah. You can either call out, like, you know, say who is going to be really bad this year. Geno Smith. Or shout out a person who you think is going to be really good. I'm going to do one and one. Geno Smith, I think, like I just said, I think he just had one of those years where he played so well in a, in, in a contract year, I guess is the way to put it. He was really a free agent. but And he played himself. In, now, don't get me wrong. The Seahawks did not drastically overpay him. He's getting paid less than Daniel Jones, which based off of last year is insulting to Geno Smith. It but Geno Smith is also older. Geno Smith is kind of like a transition quarterback until they exactly. find like they're until they maybe get a good position in a draft to get a good one. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you can see that. Yeah, so I think Geno Smith is going to regress this next year, and I think that's going to be the main reason why the Seahawks are going to miss the playoffs. So, right, then who do you want to shout out? Shout out? You know what? Let me think about that one for a second. Give me someone, whether that you want to shout out or you want to call out for a sec, and then I'll come back to with my shout out. So I don't think I'm going to call anyone out because the only person I would call out is like Carson Wentz because he's the person I just so strongly believed. Everyone was so yeah. over in love with this guy for no reason. Um, but I'm going to shout out Amon Ross St. Brown. Okay. I really think he's going to be – I think he's going to be fighting for that top receiver spot. I like it. Um. Because he, first of all, was on a hot streak last year. Jamison Williams, he'll he's going to be there, but only for like half the season. Yeah. And Amonra is going to just be there the whole, like, I don't know. I just have a really strong feeling he's going to do super well. He's always done well. The more, it just seems like the more opportunities he gets, the bigger he gets. Because, um, you know, some people, like, when that happens, they just, like, you either show up or you show out, right? This guy's definitely going to just 
come in. He's only going to get better. He's super young still. Like I don't. I just am really hyped to watch him on this Lions team. I'm honestly so hyped for the Lions this year. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. So, I, all right. The person I want to shout out. We have not mentioned him ever. I don't think on any of our podcasts. But this guy is known for being on an elite team. He was actually the third wide receiver on a national championship winning team in college. And both wide receiver one and two on that same team are currently NFL in the NFL kicking it. Or killing it, I guess the best way of saying it. The other two wide receivers were Justin Jefferson and Jamar mm-hmm. Chase when they played with Joe Burrow. Do you know who wide receiver three was on that squad, though? Um. Oh, um, Devontae? Nope. No, no Devontae Smith played at Bama. That's right. That's right. I got mixed up with that. Who was it? Terrence Marshall. Terrence Marshall, second-round pick out of LSU. That's and very now, random. he has a chance to be the number one receiver in Carolina with Bryce Young. Okay, Bryce Young doesn't really have a connection with many people in Carolina right now, I'm assuming. I think Terrence Marshall, he's a big-bodied receiver. I think he had like eight touchdowns last year or something like that too mm. still. So I think Terrence Marshall is going to have a breakout season. I'm going to call probably 1,200 yards receiving for him. Give me seven touchdowns on – 74 receptions, 74, 12, and 7 touchdowns. Hmm. I think he has a great chance to become Bryce Young's favorite target in Carolina. Yeah, probably. Because he's going to need someone he can trust. And nothing against Adam Thielen and whoever else is out there. No, Terrence Adam Young, Thielen is just so old exactly. at this point. He's just, he's just not it anymore. So I think Terrence Marshall is going to have a breakout season. Yeah, I could see it. Okay, now for the last thing that we'll close on, just however long it takes, it takes, whatever. Controversial take. I have one. And I'll do it after yours because it's you're going to probably think I'm stupid, but I could see it happening. Well, see, now you have me curious, so just go ahead and do it. No, you go first. Whatever you're going to say, just do it. Your, your hot take. My hot take is going to be the same as last year. What was it last year? Denver is going to win the Super Bowl. Okay. You're, 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 the line between you and a Cowboys fan right now is very thin. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm not very kidding. thin right now. I will now. say this. I do think Denver is going to beat Kansas City one out of the two times we play them this year. We okay. Need, we need really a- random thing. We need to go to a Denver game this next year. Oh, yeah. We're going to do it. Like this this season, this season we're going season. to a Denver game. Yes. But here's the okay, thing. Okay. Anyways, go on. We are going to beat Kansas City at home. I don't remember what week that is. And I think Denver is going to finish just enough. We'll, I'll get it more into depth into this next season or mm-hmm. next year, next week when we talk about the AFC a little bit more in depth. But I think Denver is going to win the division. Maybe not the Super Bowl, but I think they're going to win the division at 13-4. and four. They're going to have the tiebreaker, the division tiebreaker with the Chiefs, who I think are also going to finish 13-4. and four. But only because we're better in the division. I think we're going to have a 5-1 and one record. They're going to have a 4-2 and because they're going to have some random loss to Herbert or the Raiders or something like that. Hmm. And because of that, Denver's going to be like the two or the one seed or something like that. They may not win the Super Bowl, but I do think they make the playoffs and they win the division. That's my hot take. That is a very hot take, but I don't know if it's as hot as mine. Go for it. I think Trevor Lawrence is going to do better than Josh Allen this year. I'm not opposed to that for two reasons. One, Josh Allen has the best receiver out of all the receivers. However, Trevor Lawrence has a better overall receiver core. I think the tier for quarterbacks, quarterbacks coming up, it's a little fuzzy around the four and five spot, but I think obviously it's even the one and two spot is going to be kind of fuzzy. <laughs> it's going to be between Mahomes or no, Joe Burrow, no. depending. As much as I like Joe Burrow, 
Until it depends. It depends because now they're kind of like tied right now. Like no, no. Burrow is so Mahomes is the more talented. Like just because he makes like throws that you've never seen before. Okay, like, but Mahomes is also winning, and he's doing it. At, so is point. Burrow. Burrow was just hurt his first year. The two years that he's played, one he made it to the Super Bowl. Second, he barely fell short. Mahomes won the Super Bowl his second year starting. No, I know, but and the Chiefs hosted the AFC Champions. You get four years in a row. No, I know. I'm not saying. Anyways, that's not what. That's not even what I'm talking about here. Um, it's going to be more than likely Mahomes than Burrow. I don't think. I think Jalen Hurts can almost make a case for a third. Depend. I can see it. But I think I think Trevor Lawrence will pass Josh Allen this year. He's not as athletic as like mobile, but. He overcame an insane deficit in his playoff game. Not only that, it was twenty-four to zero, and they came back and barely lost. No, they won, right? Or did they lose? I'm trying to remember now. No, they won. The they won. won. Yeah, they won thirty-one to twenty-seven, wasn't it? Thirty-one to twenty-seven. I think thirty. Something like that. Yeah. Wow, I'm looking like I don't know what I'm talking about here, but he overcame because <laughs> he threw like three picks in the first half. Yep. Most guys, if that would have happened to them, they could take a long time, like maybe a year or two to overcome that. Yeah. He took, how long is halftime? 15, 20 minutes? Yeah, something like that. He took that time and was like, all right. All right. I'm done. Step it up. He's like, I'm, let, me, mm-hmm. let me do this. And he just took over. And Josh Allen just got his butt handed to in his playoff game. Yes, he did. Like, it was, I liked it because. <laughs> I wanted the freaking Bengals to go all the way last year. Um, but regardless, I don't know that Josh Josh Allen proved he – I mean, I don't know. I just think – I really think Trevor Lawrence is going to pass Josh Allen this year. I could see it. Right now, I will say this. Right now, I think it's clear far away. If I had to put quarterbacks into a tier, Mahomes is an S+. Plus. Joe yeah. Burrow is an S. And yeah. then you go down to the A tier, which I would include – you're Josh Allen. Mm-hmm. You're Jalen Hurts. Yeah. I think Trevor Lawrence is probably the last quarterback on the A tier because we just don't have enough from him just yet. But yeah. I can understand where you're coming from in terms of him being better. Because people are like, oh, but Justin Her- he just beat Justin Herbert. He did beat Justin Herbert as well. And arguably at that time, Justin Herbert had better weapons at that time. I think he has better weapons now. But like Mike, uh, Mike Williams and Keenan Allen – Ever. With Austin Eckler, really? You think he has not as good of weapons as I don't? I I don't know. I think I don't know. I don't know. I'm just saying, Trevor Lawrence. I think is someone that we should really be talking a lot more about, but just because he's on Jacksonville, we're not. Mm-hmm. Which honestly, I don't know why we're not because of how much of a recovery they've made already in one year. You know, it's funny. He's going into his third year starting already. His third year in the league. There's a chance by the end of this league or even halfway through the, the season, he's going to be the oldest starting quarterback in his division. <laughs> it's true. Because there's, there's a good chance that the Colts and the Texans start rookie quarterbacks in Anthony Richardson and C.J. Stroud. And Tennessee, they have Ryan Tannehill, but I expect him to get benched very quickly for either Malik Willis or Will Levis. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But, yeah, no, I just told this to some guy at work. I was like, I think Trevor Lawrence is going to do better than Josh Allen. And he was like – Gave me so much crap for it. I was like, I don't, I don't know, dude. Like, I, I love Josh Allen. 
Like, I don't want people to think I don't like Josh Allen because I do. I think he's insane. He obviously is a super nice guy, yeah. too. Like, he's a great guy on and off the field. And a heck of a rusher, too. Um, yeah, and that's the thing. Like, Josh Allen should be better because he has that dual capacity of where he can actually scramble and gain yards. He's a great runner, too. Um, but it's kind of like Trevor Lawrence, in the same way that Joe Burrow is awesome, like, he's not, like, that great of a mover, but he just makes great plays. Mm-hmm. And I just think he's so underrated. Like, I honestly would be not shocked. Like, I mean, put Trevor Lawrence in the hands of Stephon Diggs. <laughs> I I don't know. I don't know. Like I said, maybe it's kind of weird. It's not as crazy as my take last year of the Jets, like, making the playoffs. The playoffs I mean, which they were 7-2 at one point. They were – I don't know. It wasn't really that bad. It looked at first, and then it was yeah. like, oh. Then they <laughs> Yeah, then they crashed and burned. Like, and I think it's because of Brees Hall. Brees Hall went down and things went south quick. Yeah. So, but no, I think that's pretty much all we'll do this week. We'll post some maybe some more stuff like on TikTok outside of this. Yeah, for sure. But um, that's still sports related. So yeah. Well, and we'll we'll even go over the details for the giveaway for the t-shirts. Yeah, we'll probably time. post that on TikTok. Honestly. Um, but no, I think that's it for our podcast. Yeah. If this there's week. anything specific you guys want us to talk about, any specific questions, feel free to message us, DM us. You know. Next week, add us on X. Yeah, <laughs> on X. Oh my gosh, I can't believe yep. that's a thing now. It's on um, X. That's crazy. Last time we talked, it was Twitter. It was Twitter. <laughs> now it's X, which I don't know how I feel about it yet. It's just weird. Yeah, it's it's, di- it's, it's, it's something to get used to. Yeah. Like I seen those Shefty tweets and Woj tweets and Sham tweets. I, I don't and even know. I like, can't even like call them tweets anymore. Like and you're like, where'd the bird go? I know. It's like, what? anyways. Yeah, anyways. So next week will next episode because maybe we'll start doing more like in one episode a week depending yeah. but whatever the next podcast will be will be a fantasy football podcast yeah for sure so going over like who we think maybe like top 10 running backs quarterbacks top 10 top maybe 10 just overall players in general um but yeah that's it for this week but we'll talk to you guys next time we'll talk see you guys later, later.